Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. couple that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like slow to speak, quick to listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about (laughs) a very touchy subject, but how God will never send you someone else's spouse. Now, now, we made a post about this a long time ago, um, and a while ago at least, and it has about, you know, pretty decent, you know, um, feedback on it, but there are some people that are going to be kind of touchy on this subject, so we get it. We get it, but... Yeah, but, and yes, we did use an affinity statement there with us saying, like, never, like, God will never send you someone else's spouse, ever, meaning, you know... Like, that's just not going to happen. And some of you will totally be on board with this podcast and be like, yes. And then others are going to be like hating on us and completely cut out from us, which uh, if that's you, I just challenge you to listen to the whole thing before you make that decision. Yeah. And if you don't, it's okay to be a hater. Just pay attention to spell my name right when you brag about me. Um, (laughs) Now, when it comes down to it, the truth is we don't care. So when it boils down to like what everyone thinks and stuff like this, we're called to tell the truth because that aligns with walking with God, God's truth, God's the light. So we're going to tell the truth and put the truth out there. And if you don't like it, well, man, the shoe fits. So yeah, when it boils down to, you know, and who we are, especially because like, you know, we do speak like, what does the Bible say? And at the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter if you agree with this or not, go back. Like, what does the Bible say? And, you know, this, like, so we're going to speak the truth, like, it's an alignment, like, with what God says, and it's alignment with our values and principles. And so, you know, it, it is a very touchy subject. And obviously, like, if you've been around a while, you'll know that we've been through just about everything. And so, like, this, this has also been addressed, but, um, you know, people need to understand, like, really what's going on here. Yeah. And honestly, when it boils down to it, you're like, well, I don't believe in God. Well, why are you listening to a Christian marriage podcast? But do, because yeah. what we teach still applies even if you don't believe in God. Yeah, we're not your typical biblical Christian podcast, by the way. Um, we are, uh, <laughs> we're a lot of science-based. Yes. Uh, when it comes down to it. Anyways, so let's dive into everything. Like, 
when it comes down to this, like we decided to bring like, we decided to bring this up because we work with a lot of individuals all the time, you know, and we see this all the time on a regular basis. What do we be honest with you? Like we, we, it's one of those things that we went through, of course, like Destinica was saying as well. And I ended up falling for someone else. Yes, I did. And uh, so we're going to really touch on this topic because we've been there. We've done that. And it was a mistake, right? But we came out of it. So yes. we can tell you this isn't based on some book we read. No, this is real world experience. Yes. And let's just be clear um, on Tommy's instance, when he fell for someone else, she was also married. Mm-hmm. Like they were in marriage struggles, of course, but you know, even regardless, um, she was married. So this is, it, it's unfortunately super common of, you know, spouses, you know, two married people like having an affair. And just to be really clear, God's not going to send you a single person either if you're married. That's just not what we're <laughs> discussing today. Um, no, so for all. the record, if you're married, you're married. God's not going to send you anyone else because you're already married and you have your spouse. Um, that completely. Think, just, just have some logic here for a second here. Like really think about this. If God's covenant of marriage and he lives by principles and values and not by his feelings but takes care of his feelings like a healthy individual should, is he really going to break his own covenant? No. No, ever, never, ever will he break his, it's like, no, only in your case. No, not, not in no. your case, not in anyone's case. So he's not, God's not going to break his own word um, because that would mean he's not trustworthy in, in everything else. And so um, God's not going to send you anyone else if you're already married. But specifically today, we're going to be talking about falling for someone like in someone else's spouse. and Or if they're married. Let's just be very, like, if anyone's married, you should not be dating or seeing anyone else. Except or chatting. For, or chatting or nothing, like, period. Nothing. Let's just end that right now. So, like, yeah, no. we just wanted to throw that out there. But today, what we're going to be talking about is three main points of why God will not send you someone else's spouse or, you know, a married spouse to someone else. You know, what's really going on here at the core on a deeper level? Mm-hmm. And then lastly, we're going to talk about like how to fix this if your spouse has fallen for someone else or even if it's possibly you that's like thinking that. Yeah. So again, he will never, let's dive into this, but he will never send you someone else's spouse <laughs> to be your soulmate. Um, no. Look, I get it. I went through it and what I went through felt at the time like real love. But it wasn't. We'll get to that. But like when yeah. it boils down to it, like people say things like, oh, I just got to pray about who to choose. I said that. No, that's stupid. Um, I think God wants me to leave my marriage for this other person. No, he doesn't. No. <laughs> Let's just be really clear. You don't have to pray about who to choose your your spouse that you took a vow to. Like that's what God says. Like that. Yeah. And we know. get it. It can. We get how horrible and how much you can possibly hate even your spouse currently. Yes. Like we completely get it when it comes down to that. We completely understand. We were there. We hate, literally hated each other. It's not a figure of speech. Hated. Yes. And so we're not diminishing what you're going through. No. Whatsoever. We're just saying that, like, we're telling you the truth here. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not like you're... And, and I've heard people say this. I've just, I said it too. Your will be done as long as it's what, but the, the, the kind of like caveat to that is as long as it's what I want, right? I'm going to spin the Bible in whatever way I can to make it seem like I'm meant to leave. Oh, and it was so annoying. And so, because in this case, this is where Tommy was like fallen for the other person and using scripture against me. 
And he was like, oh, I'm just going to pray about it. Or God says this. Or he even used like the, the it's better to be, oh, what is it? You called me like the quarreling, nagging wife who. It's better to, I, th- I think it's like it's better to be on the edge of a, what is it, a leak? I don't know why it's leaking roof, but it's better to be on the edge of a of a roof. No, it's not leaking. That's another one. Yeah. But it's better to be on the edge of a roof than be with a nagging wife or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he would right. use that against me and like try and make it like my fault and all these other things. And it was just like, really? Like any kind of scripture he could have thrown at me to validate his beliefs, it, it he did. You know, and ultimately like at the core of this, like God does not waver on his principles for you. You're you're no different. It's not, he's going to break his own word and his own vows and his own covenant for you. I hate to tell you, I, I hate to tell you, but you're not, you're not his favorite. He doesn't have favorites. No. Right. You're special. You're pres- prized possession. Mm-hmm. You're, you, you are very intricately designed by him and he loves you very, very much, but you're not a favorite. You're no different than anyone else when it comes to like being able to leave. I promise you. And like, we've seen the worst of the worst situations. Yes. And so with that, like why, why God's never going to send you someone else because it goes against everything he stands for and everything he says. So he's not going to send you someone else. Like your marriage is a covenant. It's a vow to that person forever. Mm -hmm. And so that's what God wants. God wants your marriage to be restored, thriving whole between the, just the two of you. Yeah. Okay. Well, what if they cheated? Right. Then that gives me an out. Technically. Yes. Right. Or if they're, you know, an an, uh, an unequally yoked spouse, they can technically if they leave, then you can let them leave. Right. That's in the Bible, too. But look, here's the thing. God never, ever, ever, ever wants you to leave your spouse when it comes to these types of things. He wants the marriage to be fixed. Yes. Why would like, yes, he gives you outs because it's hard. It's very, very hard. Like, especially when you don't have all the tools and resources and everything that we teach our clients. Like, it's very, very hard to, you know, save a marriage, especially if you've had anything like infidelity or anything like that. Yes, infidelity is really hard to, you know, save your marriage. And I I do have to say that, you know, an aspect here is, you know, even though repairing after infidelity is hard, if you don't actually repair it and you're just like, okay, I want to move on with someone else, like, Mm, that's just as hard and there's going to be compounding a worse effects. And so, you know, like that's why there's going to be problems and God wants ultimately your marriage to be restored, even if there's infidelity or if your spouse is unequally yoked, I can't even tell you how many spouses have come to Christ because of their spouse. Right. So that is a, that a benefit, you know, like I was honestly, I did that. Like I was, when it comes to like the, the whole loving someone else thing. And it was honestly stupid. Like, it's literally the height of deception when you, especially when you use scripture and stuff like that to validate your beliefs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I get how powerful those emotions can be. Yes. hundred percent. However, we'll get to why we'll get to why what's going on here, but not yet. So hang on for a second. But like, you know, when it comes down to these things, you got to understand like, like God's not going to give you, God's not going to give you someone else's spouse or, to help or help you move on or anything like that. Not at all. And cause that, that doesn't correlate with what he says. Yeah. Like, and when you don't understand, like where you're like, you're like, you don't understand. That's what you're telling us. Right. Like you don't understand my situation. It's way worse than what you think. Look, here's the thing. You must be new here to the podcast to and you must be new to seeing us, which is fine. However, 
just to make make sure you watch all of our videos and where like they're everywhere pod like you know facebook youtube everywhere listen to our podcast and you'll see that we have been through everything there is to go through that's bad in marriage pretty much minus death so like we get it we hated each other to a whole nother level when it comes down to these things so don't don't tell us we don't get it no not absolutely yeah we do get it and you know we get both aspects and so um, I was essentially the standing spouse here in this situation and you know understand what that's even like to be in those shoes so why though will God never send you someone else's spouse just because it goes against his word it's super easy go read the Bible and when you when you take your own deceptionness out of it it's very clear on what it says now stop trying to twist it to what you want yes like just 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 don't. Uh, now, when it comes down to it, you'll you, when you look up stuff on the internet, you'll find it. There's videos on YouTube of some idiot saying that it was okay for God gave him the okay to leave his wife. Like, no. Like, I, I found all those things. Like, the, if you look for it hard enough, you will find a reason to leave. Right? You will. But it's not real. No. It's not. And so what really here is going on at the core of the deeper level? Like that's what you need to actually address. Like what is really going on? Yeah. Right. Like we've, and to kind of jump things off here in this part of it, like we've heard things like we just, and they're talking about the affair partner here and I get it, but like we just effortlessly, effortlessly get along. Well, yeah, you're not like, because you're not living, you're, you're basically you're living a false reality. Like you're, you've created in your own head to escape the pain that you're actually living in because you want out of that pain. You're tired of being in it and you're in this false reality, this, this dopamine super duper high phase and you're not doing real life together and you have real problems, like nothing really, like literally makes sense. No. And I, I think this is hilarious. You know, at this point, you know, a fair partner, yeah, we get along so great. Like we don't argue, we don't fight. Oh, you mean you don't have kids? You're not trying to balance like, who's picking up who and like what's for dinner and what bills are going to be paid. And like all of these actual life problems are when the washer and dryer go out or you're, you're not actually dealing with life. Yeah. Like, and not only that, but when you're struggling and your marriage is struggling and you're like, okay, so these are all the problems. What are you going to tell, you know, someone else how you're doing everything you can. And, you know, you're going to paint like this completely false picture. Like I still remember so vividly, like, um, cause Tommy's a fair partner really liked to talk to me and it was rather annoying. Um, so I knew everything and she was like, Oh, he's such a great husband and a great father and like provider. And I was like, what the heck is he telling him her? Um, that's the one I'm married to. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You may be, you may have the wrong girl. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Um, I was painting some false reality. It was just, and I, I, at the time, I was like, no, I'm telling her the real stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, not, okay. not really. I was like, he actually sucks as a dad. Uh, he has zero relationship with his kids, and he hates kids. So I don't know why you think he would like your kids. And um, by the way, he loves he loves kids to a point. He just not the best. I'm not the biggest kid, kid person until this day, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, I love my kids to death. Yeah, a great relationship with them now, but. But not, would not, he, not then. Would he actually take on two more little kids and like no, and not at all. I'm like, whatever. He would hate he would be so mean to them, you know? And just so many other false things. Like I really laughed and I was like, wow. Um, so that helped me understand like the whole false thing that was going on because I knew a lot of what was being said. But, you know, at the end of it, you know, they're they're not 
they weren't doing real life. They weren't doing anything real. And it was a lot of lies and deception, you know, and even if he had gone with her, they would have ended up divorced again because number one, like if you're not a healthy individual, like you're just going to create the same problems in a different relationship, except for they're going to be worse because they're going to compound and you're going to have all the trauma from the marriage that you're in compounding into the next one. Now you'll, you'll have, this is be clear. You'll have a honeymoon phase. You'll have, it'll be fun at first. You'll have all that fun jazz and all that stuff. And then reality kicks in. Yeah. And don't be like, oh, well, this one's different. It's yeah, not different. They're not different. No. no. Um, and when it boils down to it, here's the thing. I can't tell you how many couples that come to us that met their spouse, uh, according to them at the, at the end of the affair, I kind of question that sometimes, but, but like when it comes down to it, like this happens all the time. Like, like they come to us to fix their, their second or third or fourth or fifth marriage. Like, you know, th this happens. And honestly, all, and it's not just the, these situations, but all marriages and relationships when it comes to this husband and wife are set up to fail period, regardless of this going on or not. No one's taught the proper foundations about like everything that needs to be actually in place. It's set up to fail from the very beginning. So it's not your fault because you don't know when it comes to this, but it is your fault when you choose to go to someone else. Right. So that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. 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 You're pretty much set to fail. Um, but we hear things like, well, I'm just in love with the uh, affair partner. No, you're not. You're not. Um, not. But not I understand. So here's, here's, oh, and this like, this drives me nuts. So there's some statements that like make me like, oh, just so angry. One is I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Um, or I'm, I love this affair partner. No, you don't. You like the idea of them. And honestly, it's like a little kid who's infatuated with a toy. They really, really love it because, you know, they don't have it or it's just new. But then guess what? Like you give a kid a toy and it's going to be in the closet or in the donation bin really soon. And it's because it's no longer, you know, just that infatuation. And that's what affairs are based on of the, just that Eros love and infatuation. Eros love. Don't, don't miss that part. She said it real quick. Eros love. That's exactly what it is right here. Yes. It's not the agape, which is the unconditional love. And they're, they're so drastically different. People don't know what love is. They're like, love's a feeling. No, it's not. Love is an action. God commanded us like to, to love. Like he can't, command a feeling that would go against his laws of the universe so therefore <laughs> love is a choice it's an action and that's why there's a huge description of what love is everyone's like love's a feeling no it's not love is patient love is kind like yeah. it's it's a choice of actions so just to be really clear um but eros love is a very strong infatuation which has a lot of chemical releases and dopamines and that's why it's so addicting it feels very very, very real to you. I get it, but it's not. It's not real at all. And here's the thing. The spouse that's standing, despite if you're listening to this and you're cheating on your spouse and you're thinking you love someone else, I'm going to tell you something real. The spouse that's standing, your spouse that's standing, despite your stupidity, has unconditional love for you. That's agape love. That's agape love. They're standing knowing that you're seeing someone else, talking to someone else, probably sleeping with someone else. And at the end of the day, they're still standing because they love you and they want your marriage back. That's called agape love, right? That's not eros. That person that you think loves you would never do that for you. They may say they would, but they wouldn't. They're not. Yeah, um, right. Let some real life problems come up and they'll be gone. 
you know, and other things that we hear is like, I just don't feel it for my spouse anymore. I can't mm. just create feelings. They can. They can. Like you can actually like put actions into place because here's the thing. What's happening is there's walls up, hurt, pain between you two. And when you have walls that go up and a lot of hurt and pain, intimacy, it's like a, it's like a balance, like a, a seesaw, like intimacy and connection and love go down. Right. Well, magically it's, it's funny. Every time couples go through our program um, and individuals that bring their spouse on later, like you just see them. It's like they're, if you were to imagine like sitting on a couch at the opposite ends and they just start going towards each other closer and closer and before you know it, they're all lovey dovey and love birds and all that stuff on the couch. But we don't count. We don't, we're not counselors, so we don't do couches. But, uh, but when it comes down to it, um, that's what I'm talking about. Like they, they, they actually cultivate the love and bring down the walls in a healthy way. Not all at once. That's not healthy and do it the right way. Oh yes. And, and yes. So yes. Like you're, I, cause I can't stand when people are like, Oh, well I, the feelings just aren't there. I can't like, what well, I can't make myself. Um, actually you can choose your choose like, right. Like just, just like you're just misguided. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and this, these are things that we, we weren't taught. Like I wasn't taught that love is a choice and love is an action and it's not just a feeling like I was expecting Tommy to give me butterflies and all the time, every day, all the time. Prince charming. Yeah. And, um, he was not Prince charming all the time, you know? And on top of that, like we all have our own little quirk quirks and, you know, some days I just like wake up and I'm just not, not quite centered and kind of irritated in those days. I don't like anyone really very much, including Tommy. And that's part of being human, but I don't act on that, you know? And, deal with whatever's going on within me. And I realize it was something within myself. So it's a good thing. I don't act on that. And that's part of like stability. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people ask like, so how do you fix this? Okay. So if, if you, if you think that you might be sent, sent someone else's spouse, like, first of all, just understand what, go read what God said, right? Take it from straight from the Bible of like what it says. But if you're a couple, and you're listening to this, like you have to build the right foundations. It's not just, okay, well, I need to stop seeing the affair partner. Okay. First of all, that's just a very basic. Yes. Most certainly you should not be talking to the affair partner. Completely out of your life. Not on the back burner out yes. permanently. Cause let me just be really clear here. If, if you are the one who thinks that you love someone else, if you're completely in your mind being like, well, I got to try this. And if, you know, if we get in a fight or if it's not working, then I need to keep this other person. Guess what? You're literally going to create fights and you're going to cause the destruction of your marriage. So you need to cut the affair partner out. Yes, we understand how challenging that could be. So you cut the affair partner out. That means that you're not talking, you're not texting, you're not seeing them. Blocked everywhere. Blocked. Like most certainly not inviting the affair partner any to any events you have. You don't invite the affair partner into your home. You don't call them. You don't text them. In fact, it'd be a great idea to get a new number. As far as I'm concerned, they don't exist anymore. No. And if you hear they're going to be somewhere, guess where you wouldn't be, you know? And is it hard? Yeah. But what's harder is continuing to live in a false reality, destroying your own family, everything you actually truly want, completely walking out of alignment of God and pushing him away as well, just causing division and setting more like problems and generational patterns into your family. Like that's a lot harder than actually fixing your marriage. Yeah, and, and side note here, kids, you really think your kids aren't going to hold resentment towards you for leaving them 
and your spouse, you know, I'm not leaving them. I'm just, no, they'll, they'll internalize that. I guarantee it. Yes. They're not resilient. And that's a whole other topic. Oh but the, gosh, the, I can't stand that. I used to hear that all the time from, we had a lot of different affair partners, but like it was a common statement that kids are resilient. They'll get over it. Blah, blah, blah. No, they won't. We, we have adults all the time that we're coaching now that have issues from when they're four five. No, yeah. man. Like that's not true whatsoever. And you're going to set a, a crappy example and they're going to resent you for the rest of their life. Um, when it comes to stuff like this, don't do it. No, don't. And, you know, as a couple, like get the, get the true help that you need and, you know, be able to actually solve the deeper things because at the, at the end of the day, an affair and falling for someone else, that's all just surface level. Like that's not the true issue going on here. No, it's still and, surface level stuff. And I know some people like, they're like, what well, that is so, it's such a big thing. It is. We're not minimizing what an affair does by any means. But at the end of the day, an addiction, because I hear people blame like sex addiction, addictions or porn addictions or drinking. All of those are surface level issues. I don't care what it is that you're addicted to. It's just a surface level issue where there's deeper things going on. And until you're able to actually deal with the deeper rooted issues and figure out truly what's going on, you're never going to be healed and whole ever. And then most certainly can't have healthy relationships. So that most certainly has to be like the foundational aspect, you know, and if you're talking like, well, I don't just, I just don't have those feelings for my spouse. Um, again, go look up what love is and act like you, you create it. And one of the things that, you know, it shouldn't be effortless. That's a stupid decision. No relationships take work. They do. It's and not effortless. The only reason the affair one is, is more effortlessly is because it's based on a lot of lies and not life involved. It's fake. It's fake. It's fake. Get over it. Get, lose them. Bye-bye. Yes. Um, you know, and one of the things that like I've heard that had helped me was that like devotion becomes a desire. And so right now, if you're cheating on your spouse, like you are most certainly not devoted. So how can you have a desire for your spouse? If you are constantly putting your mind elsewhere, Mm -hmm. you need to refocus. And we're not, here's the thing. I've always said that a lot of these things that people do are stupid and all this other stuff. Look again, we're not judging you because we did it. We did all of it. And I mean a lot of different affairs and everything else there is pretty much go through bad, but like you got to choose to make a different choice, right? If you choose not to, that's your, then that is stupid, Mm -hmm. right? But like when it boils down to it, like we're not judging you here. We're here with open arms, accepting you, helping you. We want to see you grow and change. We want to see, we want to see both sides fixed. Like, and for example, like just for, Clarification here, if you're not the spouse that's cheating, but you're an individual and you want to get your spouse back, there's a lot, a lot that you can do besides just praying and reading your Bible and going to church. Just do those, yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, keep doing those. Those are phenomenal things to do. However, there's a lot, and I mean a lot more that you can do to fix your marriage and get your spouse back, even if they don't want to, such as a method we call the power of one. Mm-hmm. So it's a method without going into depth. And that's just side note here. I want to give the individuals hope here too. Yeah. It, um, when it comes down to these things, most just, yeah. sorry, most certainly not begging, not begging or pleading. Like no, that pushes them away. Yeah, I, d- I just wanted to point that out. So, like, if your if your spouse is like seeing someone else, begging or pleading is not going to bring them back, or being extremely mean and petty isn't going to bring them back either. Yeah. And if you're a couple, you have to build all the right foundations that we talk about, teach your clients. But anyways, yeah, we just wanted to make sure, like, we were really very clear about that. And so, you know. You don't want to quit a covenant when things get really hard. 
you know, I, I promise, like, it's worth fighting for. Absolutely. Even on your own. So when we restored our marriage, like, I was an individual. Tommy had divorce papers. He had an apartment picked out. He had planned on, on moving and had all of the plans. And being a man whore. Yeah, that, that was his plan. Um, glad you didn't get there. So, <laughs> but. It's a very dark part of my life. You know, um, and now God, Tommy's like a very godly man. So it just goes to show how, how people can change for sure. And so most certainly like know that it's worth fighting for. I think, and, and I, it's not even a thing. Like I know, I know a hundred percent, like we are so much closer and we have so much more communication and trust in our marriage than we ever did before. Even when we were in the arrows stage of our, of our love. And I, you know, we do get those good feelings about each other and excited to see each other and want to do things together. That's after hating each other. So can it come back? <laughs> yes. Yes, it can. But it's not going to be effortlessly without any kind of work. You know, so if you're the one, if you're the spouse debating on who to choose, then you need to choose based off of feeling, off of principles, not feelings. Not feelings. Re- Sorry, guys. Re- so, re- I know. Er, scratch that. Uh, pull a grown-ups. Er, erase that. Um, so... If you're the one who's cheating, don't base it off of your feelings because they're not true feelings, you know, and they sway and they go all over the place. Like feelings are very fickle and they're going to lead you to problems. You need to base your decision off of principles. Principles, not feelings. Principles. But take care of your feelings, mm-hmm. but you don't know how yet, but yeah. you can learn. And you're, because honestly, your feelings in your heart are betraying you and there's going to be a lot of self-sabotage <laughs> and destruction that you're going to regret. That's a whole other topic. But like, I hate hearing that statement. People post all the time on the people's like posts they post on Facebook about complaining about their spouse. It's like, oh, just follow your heart. No, it's a stupid idea. Heart's deceptive. Don't follow the freaking heart. It's like telling somebody live by their feelings. Let's see how that goes. I can tell you, I've done it a lot of it. It sucks. Oh and yeah. You end up wanting to kill yourself. Um, yeah, I was suicidal big time. So when it boils down to it, don't do that. But here's the thing. Our goal with this was to give you hope. Yes. And we really hope that you found it valuable Mm -hmm. and that this was something that really resonated within you and that it opened your eyes and really moved you towards a very positive direction that you need to go. So as always, we love you. God loves you and have a blessed day. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.